So I'm going to do a little something different tonight. I feel like I just want to go right into the Word. We're going to receive the offering at the end. Can we do that? Is that all right? I want you to go to Romans chapter 12 tonight, if you would. Romans 12. I just want to flow tonight, share some things out of my heart. Is that okay? Just share some things out of my heart that the Lord is, I feel, is pushing through me tonight. I've prepared some thoughts and some notes I think that will be helpful. That, But I really want to just flow in the winds of the Lord and obey Him. And if you guys could help me, if we could just shut off all the fans, that would that help anybody? I'm so cold up here. And the morning, the morning that we flew back, the morning we flew back from Ohio, it was 22 degrees. I just want to go on the record and say, Florida, I love you. I didn't buy this shirt in Ohio either. <laughs> I told everybody I just wanted to wear a shirt tonight that would blend in. I didn't want people to really see me tonight. I wanted to come in incognito. Some guys were asking me, Brian, where'd you get that shirt? I told him I stole it from Rodney Howard Brown. <laughs> He's got a closet of these, dear Lord. <laughs> he does, I know. <laughs> it's good to be home. Brent and, I are, Brent and I are happy to be home tonight. It's so good to be here. Shane is bearing gifts. Look at, look at these gifts. Talk amongst yourself for <laughs> It's really good to be home tonight. I've already sang my voice out, prayed my voice out, but that's okay. He's worthy of it all. <laughs> He's worthy of it all. Did I tell you Romans 12? We're going to look at a few things tonight. Are you there? Father, I pray. I pray tonight that I would just stay right in step and right in pace with you. I pray that the rhythm of your spirit is so sweet tonight. I pray, Lord, that your heart would be pushed through, Lord, my obedience to release this word to the house tonight. I thank you so much for your sons and daughters, Lord. And I pray that you speak to us tonight. I pray, Lord, you're, you're using my words and then you're, you're exceeding my words, Lord, tonight. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to flow upon the house and to bring illumination this night in the heart of God tonight. Hallelujah. Would you say amen with me tonight? Amen. I'm, uh, I'm really thankful that my wife and I could go away. I'm so thankful for our team. Really, just so thankful. We, uh, my wife and I had such a good time, family time, uh, quality time with family. And I think many of you know that it was my, my father-in-love's 80th birthday. 80th birthday is just 
what a milestone, just beautiful, Patrick. And it was also my mother-in-law's birthday, and I, she's watching, so I'm, I'm not dare going to say her age. She's watching right now, so I'm going to say she's, she's 30 again. Hallelujah. But um, we had a wonderful time, didn't we, honey? Uh, it was quality time. It's, it's good to sit with family. It's good to sit with family and talk and listen. Just listen and be with one another and be present. Be present with one another and hear each other's hearts and to laugh. Joy is good, isn't it? It's good to laugh and we really enjoyed ourselves. I'm just thankful for the days that we had and I'm thankful that we could go. I'm, I'm just so thankful for our team. We have a beautiful team and, and they're always faithful. Our team is so faithful and so good. Everything okay, Philip? You're not bringing more coffee, are you? <laughs> I love it. It was, it was right on cue. I said, our team is so good. He was like, hallelujah, I'm going to go ahead and move that into place. <laughs> our team is so good. And I do want to thank all the team, sincerely, all jokes aside. I just want to thank you and... And I praise God for you, Brenda's too, really on the behalf of my wife and I. I want to thank Shane. Oh, I want to thank Shane. Shane, go ahead, go ahead. I want to honor Shane. I think this is important. I'm so thankful that God brought Shane and Janique to our family. And really that, that the Lord brought you into our care. I mean that. Because they're vessels of honor. Vessels of honor. And Shane, you're so wonderfully anointed. That was such a phenomenal word. I didn't get to hear the word until Thursday. Uh, we flew home Wednesday afternoon. Then I was finally on Thursday night. I was able to dig into the word with you and just travel with you. It was powerful. It was anointed. And I said this in prayer. And I want to say it just publicly here tonight. What I love, there's so many things I love about Shane. And Shane's going to be coming part, becoming part of our staff here. Um, there's so many things. Amen. There's so many things that I love about Shane, but one in particular that I want to just amplify tonight, and that is that he's, he's a messenger from the Lord that doesn't lust after a platform or lust after a stage. And we have that in common. And I've been your age, and I've, you know, you know my mileage. I've clocked in. But I love that you handle the word of the Lord with fear and trembling. I love how you honor the word. I love how you steward the word. I love prophetically how you called this house to Jesus, to our bridegroom. It's so important. And I just love the handling of the word that you did. I just want to thank you so much. And I tell you, it's just, it's a blessing to be able to step out and be confident in our team confident in, in the house, and um, I love you. Love you, Shane. Love you, Janique. I don't want to leave Janique out because she's, she's amazing in her own right. Hallelujah. If you have not, I'm going to say this really for the benefit of those that are online. If you have not heard the, the message that Shane gave, you can go to our app. You can go to our website. It's called The Inheritance of the Lord. The Inheritance of the Lord. I encourage you to go back in it. It's a powerful word. I told you to go to Romans 12 tonight. 
And I'm going to make my way through the journey, just what I feel like the Lord is wanting to push through my heart. Um, I don't feel like the preach tonight. Now, I may hit a wind and all of a sudden shift gears. And if I do, no apologies. <laughs> How about that? And with that, I'm going to get another swig. And we're back. <laughs> You know, how many of you are hungry for good news? <laughs> how, how many have an, have an appetite for good news still? You don't have to look very far to see an epic ocean of bad news right now in the world. But I, I'll tell you what, I'm, I, I look for every good morsel, morsel of good news that I can, and I celebrate it. And it's amazing that in the midst of just horrific, horrific darkness in this time of war that there is some good news that's coming forth. I don't know how many of you have been catching some of this, um, and it's been on many different platforms, specifically on the Victory Channel, concerning all of the thousands of Jewish people out of the Ukraine that have been lifted out and fleeing and returning to Israel. Over now, now, uh, over 4,000, over 4,000 Jewish people now lifted out of the Ukraine back home to their homeland, starting afresh, starting over. Man, God is always at work, isn't He? I love that. We need to celebrate that. We need to hold on to it. We've been receiving some great reports from different friends, different ministries about the border of Poland. There's so many different ministries there right now, right on the border of Poland that are helping to love and welcome hundreds of thousands of refugees, feeding them, holding them, loving them, giving them resources, but also preaching the gospel. Um, Ben Fitzgerald, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Ben's ministry out of Europe. He's a young evangelist, but they took a team. Ben Fitzgerald, he's, he uh, was part of the Bethel School of Ministry for several years. Of course, he went back to Europe, and he's taken a team. There's many teams from Bethel and many teams from all over the earth, and we've even got some friends in Orlando that are getting ready now to fly out to Poland themselves to begin to minister but I have been so touched by some of the videos that we've seen coming out of Poland where their teams are getting on buses filled with refugees and they're preaching the gospel in love and in compassion. And they, Victoria was showing me this overwhelming video this week of, of Ben just sharing and then giving an altar call and he said if you desire to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior I want you to lift your hand high and that bus all through the bus hands going up and them and him praying with them receiving Jesus I'm telling you we've got to celebrate celebrate these victories in the midst God is always at work. He's always moving. He's always moving. He, his fire is never sleeping. He's still at work. He's still good. Romans 12, verse 15. It says, let's weep with those who weep. And let's rejoice with those who rejoice. 
How many of you still believe that that's important? So do I. Let's weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. I think it's, I think it's important right now as the church that we be rightly sensitive and that we're spending enough quality time with the Lord to model His affections and His feelings and even the emotions of the Lord. And I love what it says. It says, weep with those who weep, but rejoice with those who rejoice. That, that can sometimes be a kind of a tight wire. <laughs> but I want to rejoice in the goodness of God, the things that He is doing as we have been praying and interceding. And I believe we're even going to see greater things, greater things. I think some of the things that, that we're going to see that are going to be greater are going to be disturbing and yet greater. And I want to speak to that for just a moment. You know, I think it's important that as we are, you know, first and foremost, I mean, our primary purpose, we know foundationally, is we are praying for these lives, for these children, for these women, for these soldiers, for these seniors. People are, people are stuck in a place of, of just a nightmare of isolation, of being starved out. It's unimaginable. I mean, it's just... It's unimaginable, and I don't have to explain it all to you. You guys understand what is happening. And I know that we're all carrying this in our heart because this is a house of intercessors. This, this is a house that really gets it. And I know that you're carrying the burden of the Lord for the nations. I know you are. But something that I want to share tonight is that I believe it's important that we pray that for whatever is hidden, whatever is hidden, that in this war, it will truly come to light. I do not stand before you thinking that, that I see it all. I mean, I mean, surely, I mean, the word is very clear. We know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part. So I don't, I don't, I'm not standing up here presumptuously acting like I see the whole picture. I surely don't. But what I think is important is that we pray that that which needs to be exposed is exposed and why? So that we can truly repent of it and we can renounce our allegiance to evil so that God can deliver us from evil. You know, grace comes to those who repent. Grace comes to those that repent. Repentance is a beautiful word. It's not a dirty word. It's a beautiful word. And the Lord excels in forgiveness. He also excels in the healing of the land. It's His desire. He wants to heal people. He wants to deliver people and nation groups. He wants to deliver lands from bondage. He wants to deliver lands from corruption. I want to say this again, that we need to pray that the things which have been hidden in this war, they literally come to light. I think it's important to think about this. I, as I was preparing early this morning here on the campus, we were, my wife and I came in the middle of the deluge this morning. We got all ready at the house. We thought we looked good, and, and then we got soaking wet getting in here. We were, we were absolutely stopped. It was like we walked through a monsoon. It was like, Jesus, take the wheel. I think, it's, I think it's stunning, actually, 
what we have learned in the last 21 years since 9-11. Think about all the things that we have learned that were hidden from us. I, I'm making a point here. There were so many things that were hidden from plain sight from us. And now here we are in 2022. And now we're able to look down the timeline. We're able to look in history. We're able to examine things that they, they weren't in plain sight before. But now what was hidden came to light. You understand my point? Many of you, and, and actually many friends, many ministry friends of mine, many of you, those of you watching, sent me, you know, while Brent and I were in Ohio, my phone was just filling up, filling up, filling up, and it was filling up with, with information and videos about things that have been coming forth that people need to look into. And I purposely left it alone. I think it was wise, too. I really wanted to have quality time with family and just enjoy family. But as we returned, I was able to start looking into some of them. And just so you know, if I could just say this plainly, and just so no one's offended or hurt by it, I, it's amazing when people will come to me, Brian, I sent you that, and I never heard from you. I don't watch hundreds of videos that are sent to me every single day. I mean, I mean, just so you know, and I'm, I'm not talking down to you. I'm talking to you, okay? I'm talking to you. There's an abundance of things to see. There's abundance of things in interviews. and there, There's an abundance, and some of the things I just don't want to be waterboarded with. But I want to make my point. Some of this I've begun to see. And I, I'm telling you, I'm standing at attention and I'm stunned by it. I have said this to you before. And I say to you humbly, humbly again tonight. I have, I remember when the Lord spoke this to me. It's in a journal somewhere in our home right now. It's not here on campus. But I remember... I remember when the Lord said, Son, I want you to begin to partner with me to decree grace, grace over America. Grace, grace over America. And the reason he, he said, he said, Son, when the truth, when the truth comes in full force and when the light of my face is lit over the country, it's going to require great grace for people to actually stomach the truth. We know that the word, we know in John 1, it says that, that Moses gave us the law, but Jesus brought us what? Both grace and truth. And we, we understand, guys, this is an hour of extraordinary, sobering exposure. Crazy exposure. It's happening everywhere. And we're going to need great grace to be able to stand up under the gravity and the weight of truth that is happening. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Guys, we live in a wicked and perverse country. You know, when this war first broke out, I was so saddened, so grieved on so many levels, but so grieved by self-righteous Christians just saying, you know, this is God judging the Ukraine. And I thought, dear God, I mean, look at the height of our corruption in this nation. 
And who are we to say, oh, well, God is judging them. And oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, may God cleanse America. May God cleanse our leadership. The Lord is longing to cleanse us of our sin if we would but repent and we would renounce our ways of darkness. I think you're here in my heart. And maybe you need to write it down tonight. I really, I, guys, I, we need to pray that anything hidden comes fully exposed and that God releases righteous judgment in the nations and He deals with this. Amen? Every bad actor, every bad actor. I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 8 tonight. Cody, thanks for staying with me. You're on long duty tonight. Isaiah 8. This is a powerful word here, and I I don't have time to develop it throughout the entirety of the chapter. Maybe I'll do it another night. Isaiah writes in verse 11, are you there? For the Lord spoke thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people saying, do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, Him shall you hollow. Let Him be your fear, and let Him be your dread. My God, that's powerful. With a strong hand, the Lord said to me, don't say a conspiracy concerning all this people is saying, it is a conspiracy. Nor be afraid of their threats or trouble. It's so important, guys. Any of us can be duped. I mean, can I just say that in humility? I mean, any of us can be duped. We could be sideswiped, can't we? No one's really immune from that. But what can protect us from that, the key is about being with God continually. And I want us to be, God wants us to be a mature people. He wants us to become a seasoned, mature people that we are not caught in every tornado and vortex of conspiracy that is going on right now. As I would, as I have said to my own son and daughter, to our family meetings in in the house, we don't. I say over you, we don't want to be waterboarded and totally just deluged by a lot of the propaganda that's going out in the swirl of propaganda that is just hitting the country and hitting the world. We have to be careful about that. I think we all understand that, all right? Again, I'm I'm not talking down to you. I'm just talking to you. I just say as a warning, just be cautious, amen? Be cautious. Pray that truth is revealed. I want to say this again. Why why does truth need to be revealed? So that we humble ourselves. 2 Chronicles 7.14, we know it so well. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will... Heal their land. It is important. 
It's imperative right now, guys, that we humble ourselves before the Lord so that the rock does not fall on us and we are crushed. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We need to be continually in a place of humility. You don't have to, you don't have to understand all the things. You know, in this time, I mean, the people that reach out to me, ministry friends that reach out, and they're, they're just, they're just, they're asking what do you think of this? What do you think of it? And, and, and guys, i got to be honest with you. Sometimes I, it doesn't bother me to say, I don't know. I just don't know. But I'll tell you this. Stay anchored to the Lord in His presence so that you're not caught adrift in this land of confusion right now. Can I get an amen? If I'm a leader... And I am. But if I'm a leader, this is part of my responsibility. A leader or leaders are called to point to what matters the most. Leaders are the ones that point to what matters the most. Leaders are the ones that point to what holds the most weight, what holds the most gravity. We, we know it like this, major in the majors and minor in the minors right and keep the main thing the that what what does that mean it means stay focused we need leaders right now to remind us our responsibility of pointing to what matters the most what matters the most and i'm concerned at times about the church i'm concerned about the church at large well, and I want to make that very clear as I say that, you know, I, I'm not just blanketing victory. I, I mean the church at large. Hear my heart tonight. I love you. And I'm happy to be home. But hear my heart on this. I don't know why it's like we are still, we're high on political nonsense. And yet we seem to be so low in tears and intercession. We're so high on political nonsense, but so low, low on tears and intercession. I'm going to speak to that for a few moments. The Lord wants to light our, our hearts on fire for the turning of our nation. And it means that we're going to have to continually as we're going into this heightened season of more turbulence and more difficulty, that we're going to have to be with the Lord all the more. And we, we understand, you don't, every, when we talk about the secret place, the secret place just, just isn't in that time just alone or wherever that place is on your lanai or in your house or in your master bedroom or, or where. We understand that we're mobile people. And God moves with us and goes with us. That It's all day long. It's a continual thing in the car, in our travels, in our communion of being with the Lord. And, and saying, Lord, sift me, sift me of the clutter and the junk that's trying to cling to me. And cling to my affection so that I become someone who's hearing the purity of your voice and the purity of your word. And I'm focusing and I'm setting my mind and I'm setting my heart on things above. 
I don't understand why we're high on complaining. And yet we're low on prayer. And we're low on intercession. It seems that we're so quick to complain. Let me give you an example. I'm not appealing to heaven for cheaper gas. Is cheaper gas important? Absolutely. Does it matter to everybody? Absolutely. Does it affect everyone? Yes. But is it the most weightiest matter? No. No, it's not. I submit this to you. I, and, I, and listen, I understand the anger. I understand the opinions. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to dig down in the depths of our own earth and turn over the dirt in us to break open our wells. Hear it prophetically tonight. Our wells of compassion in this hour. We have so much outrage and so much complaining happening. I'm telling you, church, if the Lord never did another thing for us, we have no right to complain. The two greatest things have already happened to us. Number one, we became born again, sons and daughters in the kingdoms. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and we are citizens of the United States of America. We don't need to be complaining right now, folks. The church doesn't need to be complaining. We need to be a different voice. We need to be a clear, clarion call right now. I'm appealing to heaven for the souls of nations. People are outraged. They're outraged over gas prices. I'm outraged that people are in isolation. While I stand here in front of you, while you sit in this room, people are in total isolation. I'm outraged. I'm outraged that they're starving to death. I'm outraged they don't have flowing water. I'm outraged they have no food. I'm outraged that they have. Paul, put it in your notes tonight. Hebrews 13, verse 3, he says for us to, I didn't give you the scripture, guys, in the back. Don't worry about it. He says that we're to pray for prisoners. We're to pray for those that are persecuted. We're to pray for those that are being hunted down like animals right now, ladies and gentlemen. We're to pray for them as if it was, Paul says, as, as if it was ourselves because we are one body. We are one body. We should be feeling this. We should be feeling this, ladies and gentlemen. Before we, we loose our opinions and we lob our opinions, before we, we voice all of our outrage, we should be feeling this. We should be feeling brokenness. We should be feeling pain. I'm going to go there a little bit deeper tonight. I don't understand why we're so high on chatter. We're so high on intrigue. We're so high on fuss. My God, we're still high on fake news. 
It's like we're not learning the lessons. We're still high on fake news. But we're low. We're low on quality time with God and learning how to pray in the middle of a crisis. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking down to you. We're high on anger. We're still high on anger. We're high on outrage. But we're low in asking God, teach me how to pray. This is what we need right now. God, teach me how to pray. I'm telling you, I say this all the time. We're a church that prays. This is a church of mighty men, of mighty women. This is, this is a church of intercessors. And I know the quality of people in this church, and I love you. But I'm asking you, now's the time that we need to be saying, God, teach me how to pray afresh in this hour of crisis and urgency. Teach me how to pray. And teach me, I, I'm telling you, guys, we, the Lord has to burrow down in the depths of us because we have so insulated our lives. The church, I, I want to be careful how I say this. The church has isolated themselves so long and protected its own emotions. We've built up barriers so that we don't feel things. But I'm telling you, if you would get with God and you would let Him lay His heart upon yours, you'd start feeling things down in the wells that He wants to burst forth. He wants to bring out that intercession and those, those, that wailing place, that birthing place of transformation that He's calling forth in the nations. He's wanting to release this right now in the ecclesia. And it's not going to happen if we're just high on outrage and we're high on anger. If we get low and we tap in to the frequency of heaven and we let the Lord burden us so that we can give birth to what the earth is crying out for. The earth, as Cody's saying tonight, that the earth is crying out in earnest expectation for the sons of God to be made manifest that even earth shall be delivered from its corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. That's what Paul wrote in, in Romans 8. It's crying out for deliverance. We've got to get into a frequency. And don't be, don't be afraid of that word. It's, I'm not being new ages. It's Bible. We've got to get into a frequency or, or, or a rhythm. A rhythm, a synchronicity with the Spirit of God that we can begin to move in a depth of intercession, in the depth of a song, in the depth of a worship, in the depth of a praise to begin to break these things loose in the earth so that we can bring liberty and freedom to captives. This is how Jeremiah said it, Jeremiah 9, verse 1. He said, oh, oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, that my head were waters, my eyes a fountain of tears 
that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Do you feel that? Psalm 119, verse 136, it says, Rivers of water run down from my eyes because men do not keep your law. Wow. Jeremiah 4 Verse 19, put it in your notes tonight. I know it's behind me. This is Jeremiah crying out for his nation. He said, oh, my soul, my soul, I am pained in my very heart. My heart makes a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace because you have heard, oh, my soul, the sound of the trumpet and the alarm of war. You see that? He's hearing the sound, and there's, there's this groaning going on on the inside, in the sacred space of his heart. It's starting to make a noise on the inside, and he, he can't resist this noise and this feeling. And so often, especially men, we, we try to compose ourselves, or we try to hide back our tears. I'm telling you, God's wanting to bore down, drill down, drill down to the depths of us. So that we can weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice in this hour. Are y'all okay? I feel this. I, I'm going to pause and pray, and I'm good. I just want to pause and pray for a moment, then I'm going to finish. Lord, Lord, we pray and we open our spirit and we open our heart and we humble ourselves before you and we ask you to go deep, deep in us, God. Deep. Open us up, Lord. Open us up to commune with you to intercede with you and to release, God, this power of transformation, the power of Christ in us, the hope of glory for this epic hour. In Jesus' name. Who could I? I've got some good news. Everybody smile. I got, I got some good news. Psalm 126, verse 6. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Isn't that beautiful? What's he saying? He's saying as you sow the seeds of intercession of weeping and mourning and weeping and mourning, you're going to see your harvest come forth. And the Holy Spirit is beckoning us into the greatest epic harvest of the end of the age. We are about to be thrust into the greatest time. Oh, it will be upheaval. It, surely it will be chaos because everything that can be shaken is being shaken this will be the most glorious time of harvest. Harvest. 
You know, guys, one day every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. One day it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I want to remind us tonight, Jesus is building a glorious and victorious church that he said the gates of hell cannot even prevail against it. This is Matthew 16. If you don't know it, it's behind me tonight. He makes this declaration. Jesus says, I'm going to build my church in the gates of hell. It will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, that means whatever you forbid on the earth, it'll be bound or forbidden in heaven. Whatever you loose or whatever you permit on the earth will be also permitted and loosed in heaven. Jesus is building this church, guys. There is a manifestation of the warring bride that is coming forth in the earth now. Now. I will say this, we have a lot of work to do. How many of you agree? We have a lot of work still yet to do. The church's finest glorious hour is coming. We've said this so often here. The greatest days of church history are not behind us. The greatest days of church history are not behind us. They are just ahead. They are just ahead. Warriors are arising. The ecclesia will not retreat. Now again, this is where God is calling us. God is calling us to the high places of the mountains. God's calling us to the high places of the family, of government, of education, of media, of arts, of entertainment. This is where God is calling us, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of work to do in this hour. Can I encourage you tonight, don't be afraid of how the Holy Spirit is going to summon you and call you to do courageous acts in this hour. Do not resist His voice. If you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Step up and be bold and speak and loose forth your hands. Be the mouth of God. Be the hands of God. Be the feet of God. Be the salt and the light of the earth. Glory to God. What will the ecclesia do? Isaiah 58, verse 12. And those from among you shall build the old waste places. Oh, wow. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Guys, you've got to take that personal. You can't just let that set. You've got, to, you've got to grab hold of that. You've got to grab your responsibility of that and say, that's my calling. God has uniquely mantled me in this hour. That's my calling. I'm called to be a restorer. I'm called to restore foundations. I'm called to mend that which has been torn apart. I'm called to step in and mend it, to be the restorer of the streets, to be the repairer of the breach. It's your call, man of God. Own it. It's your mantle, woman of God. Own it. 
Isaiah 61 and verse 4. It says, they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities. My God. They shall repair the ruined cities. The desolation of many generations. I want to say tonight to those who have torn our nation to shreds. I say the ecclesia is rising. I say the ecclesia is rising. I say the restorers are rising. The warriors are rising. The true leaders are arising. The true intercessors are arising. The true shepherds after God's own heart that will feed the flock with knowledge and understanding are arising. That God is delivering this nation from CEOs and hirelings. But those that will carry... Carry the burden of his heart, the fire of his heart, the fire of his love. God's going to raise up godly governors. Godly judges of righteousness are coming. Godly judges of righteousness are coming. They're coming. They're coming. Godly city officials. God-fearing mayors. God-fearing mayors. I know I've told this before. I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to tell this just quickly. Several years ago, here in Sarasota, the LGBTQ community was really pressing hard out of New Orleans. And New Orleans had set its sights, of all places, on Sarasota, Florida. They wanted to put in the first transgender mayor in Sarasota. It was a long, this was in 2009, it was a very highly contested thing where we begin to pray. Intercessors gathered, we prayed. And I thank God we won that battle. We won that battle. But we also understand this battle is still raging on. They want this city. They're not going to have it. The city belongs to the Lord. Brent and I were standing in Sarasota, SRQ International. We were waiting for our bags, and we looked at each other and said, it's good to be back home, isn't it, back in our town. And then we turned to each other at the same time. We said, Revival Town. <laughs> it's our new name, Revival Town. Revival Town. Revival Town. God's going to raise up God-fearing mayors. It's going to happen. Guys, what am I saying? I'm telling you, it's not over. I'm telling you, it's not over. I'm telling you, God's not done with America. I know I'm not coming at you like a lion tonight. Some of you are like, thank God. I'm kidding. 
God's going to raise up fathers and mothers that are going to protect the innocent children. God's going to raise up fathers and mothers in the educational mountain to protect our kids. I'll tell you what, if you're not following what Governor DeSantis is doing for our children right now, you need to get plugged in. You need to get plugged in. I'm telling you, I thank God for this lion. God mantled him. I'm telling you, God mantled him. I thank God for the DeSantis's. And guys, please pray for them daily. I, I deliberately do things. You know, I shift us into times of intercession and prayer. But I want you to grab hold of this, not just on Saturday nights or Tuesday nights. I want you to grab hold of it daily. Daily. God's raising up true shepherds. True shepherds. I want to close with this verse of Scripture tonight. I want you to go to Joshua 5. Joshua 5. You okay, Cody? A couple more minutes. This is an interesting passage. In the Old Testament, there are places where Jesus appears. It's called a theophany. A theophany is a revelation of Jesus before Jesus became the God-man. You're familiar with the, with the term incarnation. Incarnation means what? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. But before the Word became flesh, there were also theophanies of Jesus in the Old Testament. Are you sure about that? That's right. It's all through the Old Testament. And this is one of them. How do we know this is Jesus? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Verse 13, chapter 5. This is powerful. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, and he lifted up his eyes, and he looked, and behold, a man, capital M, a man stood opposite him with the sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him, and he said, uh, are you for us, or are you for our adversaries? I, I, I love that. Are you, I mean, he's just, he's perplexed. Are you for us, or are you for our adversaries? What does that mean? It means Joshua couldn't discern the moment. Did you hear that? He couldn't discern the moment. He had to have, he, he was so taken back by it, he had to get clarity. He had to get understanding. And so he said, no. But as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord Say to his servant. And then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandals off of your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Now, I want to draw your attention to this. Anytime an angel manifested in Scripture and people fell down to worship, what happened? The angels would say, You need to stop what you're doing. I am but a fellow worker with you. Stop what you're doing. Don't do that. That's not what happened here. 
He said, you go on worshiping, and in fact, you need to do something else. You need to take your shoes off right now because you are standing on holy ground. It was the Lord. you got to hear this. Sometimes we are presumptuous. Sometimes we are presumptuous to say the Lord is on our side. I submit to you that we must be on the Lord's side. Because he answers the question like this. He said, are you with them or are you with us? Are you with the Ukraine or are you with Russia? I'm, are you feeling it? Who are you with? Who are you for? And everybody, it seems like everybody's in a swirl. But the Lord says no. He answers two questions. No. I'm not on any side. I am coming to take over. I am coming to take over. And in essence, he's saying, are you going to be on my side? I'm the commander. I'm Jehovah Sabaoth. I'm the commander of the angel armies of the host of heaven. And I ask you, are you with me? Because if you're not with me, you're going to meet my sword. And this is where the fear of the Lord has to grip us in these last days, ladies and gentlemen. We must make sure that we are on the Lord's side, that we are standing with the Lord. That we are standing with the Lord. Jehovah Sabaoth. So Lord, I pray that tonight. I pray that you would put us in a place of humility meekness but courage humility but razor sharp wisdom I pray Holy Spirit that you would do all that you desire to do in this time of conflict I thank you Father for carrying your people even out of Ukraine into Israel I thank you that there are beautiful victories happening everywhere. I thank you that people are coming into the kingdom, God. Their names are being written in the Lamb's book of life. They are coming to know you. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for Russian soldiers and Ukrainian soldiers that are being saved in this conflict. It's happening. It's happening. I thank you, Father. I say, Lord, we are with you. Do your work in the earth. Shake all that can be shaken so that which is unshakable can remain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Amen. Y'all okay? Thanks for staying with me. Appreciate it. Nobody ran out tonight. It's good. We didn't have any witches in the house either to run out tonight. Hallelujah. Feels pretty good in here. We've got a pure atmosphere. Hallelujah. I love you all. So good to be together. God is good. Ushers, you ready? Let's do it. Let's serve the people. If you need an offering envelope tonight, just slip your hand up high so we can serve you. Of course, you can open your app right now. You can give safely and securely on our app or on our website, victoryfla.com. Those of you that are online, 
I'll tell you what, we are so blessed by even new partners. Uh, Josiah told me a couple weeks ago, we, we've got new listeners, watchers from the nation of Honduras. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? We've got many different nations that have been watching, but Honduras. Listen, we, we just want to thank every one of you for your faithfulness of giving. Faithfulness of giving. Thank you for honoring the Lord in your tithe. Thank you for honoring the Lord in your gifts and your offerings. Guys, I, I, you know, Roger, how many of you have been, you've been praying for Roger Lee and the team in the Middle East? Wasn't that powerful two weeks ago? Guys, I mean, right on the heels of giving almost $12,000 to help the Hansons ministry, we gave $4,500 to help seed to go into northern Iraq with Roger. Come on, give God praise for that. That's incredible. That's incredible. I want to thank you for your generosity. <laughs> thank you for your generosity. I say this often, that when we're generous, we look, we look like God. We look like our Father. When we're generous, we look like our Father. When you're generous, you're literally modeling the nature and the character of God. Think of that. Isn't that awesome, Nate? When I'm generous... I'm modeling the very character and the nature of God. God's people are generous. I want to thank you for giving. Thank you, Lord. Y'all good? I'm amazed that the Lord just really harnessed me and was able to keep me right in the pocket tonight. I didn't run wild. I didn't run these chairs tonight. You thought I was going to run these chairs because this shirt. You all got scared. You're like, oh, he's coming tonight. Ah. <laughs> well, Father, take hold of that offering or take hold of the app or however you're giving tonight. Father, tonight we give. <sighs> Lord, we love because you loved us first. We love because you first loved us. God, we give because you first gave all that you had to give in the consummation of your beloved son. You gave it all, Father, and we thank you. Tonight, Lord, we honor this offering and we pray your blessing over it. And we pray, Father, for the unlocking of blessings over your people, Father, that they live under an open heaven, God, that you pour out blessings over them, that there would not be room enough to contain it, not even room enough to contain the blessing and the prosperity of the Lord. And Lord, even in that, we call in the miracle campus, that there's not even room enough to contain it, not even room enough to contain it, miracles, miracles, prosperity, prosperity on your people. Lord, that which has been tied up in courts, we say, be loosed, be set free. Lord, let your lightning and thunder hit it in the name of Jesus. That which belongs to your people, let it be thrusted forth, Lord, into their hands. And let there be rejoicing, rejoicing in abundance. And may prosperity reign over every home. Lord, you delight in the prosperity of your servants. We rebuke debt. We rebuke lack. Hallelujah. Say it tonight. I rebuke lack. I declare more than enough. I declare you are El Shaddai. You are more than enough. You are abundance. You are more than enough.
Oh, church, in the glorious name of Jesus, I bless you tonight. Prosper and be blessed. Amen. Amen. Ushers, go right ahead. Serve the people. Thank you so much. We're going to open our altars in just a few minutes. I want our altar team just to begin to prepare themselves tonight. You know, the Lord moves beautifully in our altars. He's moving powerfully. He's answering prayer right here. It's happening. He's answering prayer. You can say amen to that. It's happening. How many of you out there are getting younger? Can I see your hand? Those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. We're getting vibrant. We're getting young. We're getting stronger. We're gaining momentum and wisdom. We're gaining momentum and revelation. We're gaining momentum and humility. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Thank you, ushers, for ushing. <laughs> ushing. Praise the Lord. I'd like our team to go ahead and, if you're ready, I want you to go ahead and come and just join me up here. Hallelujah. And Josiah, if you'll you'll just help me to be able to release Cody. He's he's had he's had long. Long duty tonight. Thank you, Cody. Appreciate you so much. You've helped keep me right in the zone. I, I knew God wanted me to be in tonight. Let's come together. Let's all come together. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Come here, Tori. Give announcements real quick. Sorry. We've got a few announcements. I'm going to go through it quickly so we can get into prayer. Um, but tomorrow we do have our men's and women's house fire. So men, you're going to be meeting 5 p.m. at Miller's Ale House on Bee Ridge Road. Ladies, we're meeting tomorrow 2 p.m. at the church. So please go onto the app or the website and RSVP to us so that we have a headcount. And then also this coming Friday, we're going to be having two house fires. We're having the Conways, who are in the back. They're going to be hosting in Lakewood Ranch. So that's going to be a new house fire starting up this month. And also the Galuskis, who are behind me. There you go. They are hosting one in Northport. So for everybody in Sarasota or the surrounding regions, you guys have locations to go to. So again, please RSVP. That is mandatory. Okay? That is mandatory. Amen. <laughs> scary kid Amen. let's stand thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Lord tonight we say again this place is holy this is holy ground this is holy ground because you are here, Lord. You are here. And we honor you, Lord. Now we pray, Lord, as those that will come for prayer, that 
Healing takes place tonight. Healing. Healing of the heart, healing of bodies, healings of minds, healing of memories, healing of imagination, healings of body organs, healings of muscles. In the name of Jesus, healing flow in this house and miracles be released. We speak tonight for deliverance. Lord, that any kind of minion that has been trying to torment the man of God or the woman of God would be bound and removed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, that your kingdom would reign here tonight. I pray that your anointing flows like a river. Like a river. Lord, that joy is released in this house. The oil of gladness and the oil of joy as they come for prayer tonight. Two things tonight. If you desire to come and just seek the Lord and find a place to pray, you can do that. I encourage you to do that. Guys, the, the day's going to come where we're going to have an altar five times the size of this altar. And I have a vision of seeing our altars packed all the time with people seeking God, laying before the Lord, waiting on the Lord, encountering the Lord. If you desire to just be with the Lord tonight, you can come. Do it. If you need prayer for anything, any reason tonight, we're ready to pray for you. We love you. God bless you. Let's have a miracle week. Let's stay encouraged. And let's watch the hand of God move in the nations. Amen? Amen. Good night, guys. Love you. Love you.